Hey there, welcome back to the Soul and Success Podcast. This is Emily Roman, and in today's episode, I want to cover some of the costs involved to launch. Now, in this particular case, we're going to be talking about launching um, coaching programs, courses, and um, anything within the business model of being a content creator or an infopreneur. Uh, some of you guys may know them with those terms. So a little bit of background, I have a micro firm called The Foundry and inside The Foundry, what we do is we help tech startups with um, high level strategic marketing. We have, I offer fractional marketing director services. Um, we also have some done for you options for the right fit but we only take a limited uh, amount of clients in that particular, in, in that firm. And the reason why I do it that way is because I am the one that spears, like, you know, that heads those strategies and, um, you know, bandwidth is limited. So uh, around 13 months ago, actually more than that, 14 months ago, I decided to go all in on my personal brand. I was, um, I was ready. And what I wanted to do was basically divide the the company where I have the foundry as the agency or the firm, right? The consultancy firm. And then I have the personal brand that is basically uh, a, a bridge between all of the things, right? So it's kind of like a, a community connector. So we connect women in marketing and branding to tech startups we also provide women in marketing and branding like the creative entrepreneurs or freelancers and things of that nature with the tools and resources to hone their skills so that they can continue to deliver in excellence um, we give them the resources as well to learn how to establish a manageable sustainable and profitable brand um, and we kind of explore the concept of an executive brand for these experts so that way we are basically increasing or leveling up the standards of excellence in marketing while connecting them with um with opportunities in industries industries that are up and coming like web3 ai you know healthcare all of the things right so at first i didn't really know what i was going to offer but uh, I've been really passionate about helping people get clients because like that's 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 the most important thing uh, and should be your focus if you're just starting or if you don't have an actual pipeline and most service providers, even marketers don't know how to build their own pipeline. And so I went ahead and launched a beta group a beta program and we had multiple cohorts go through this beta program for the last 14 months. Um, some were extremely successful and there was one particular cohort that, um, just, I like basically half and half of that cohort was extremely successful. The other half just wasn't. 
and I, and I'll go, I'll dive into that in, in later episodes, because I, I want to be super candid with you guys. Like these are lessons learned, right? And I want this, this is basically me kind of being a couple of steps ahead of you. So I want to kind of tell you, Hey, listen, if you are considering in building a group coaching program, if you're considering in uh, considering launching a course or whatever, 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 understand that there's nuances to this and also like it's not just about the marketing because you can be a great marketer (laughs) which I mean I've I've generated high five figures in this in this whole process which is great but you know are you able to deliver to in in excellence too so and sometimes you you hear people say hey don't worry about the product don't create it yet just make sure the market is something like wants it and then build the product which it's what I did and uh, I was doing it well, except that I had, I got pregnant and the pregnancy wasn't really that great. So I want to talk about really the launching of this. And I started, again, I started this back in 14 months ago. So how did I launch this first? I had 400 people in my email list and this email list was really like old. I mean, it's been, I mean, I really haven't really, uh, I hadn't really uh, put a lot of effort into it because, again, I was really just focusing more on my enterprise level clients at that time. And so the 400 people that were in there were just people that knew me, that knew me from the Facebook group that is now called the Female Marketer Society. So quick plug here, make sure that you join that Facebook group. I'll put the link in the podcast description so that you can join. It's completely free and we're going to have some really cool stuff in the coming weeks uh, that we're, we're going to be hosting there. So um, so again, 400 people uh, and yeah, pretty cool. These 400 people basically had bought some tiny offers, some frameworks that I had sold in the past and so I launched it to the email, no expectations at that time. Cause I was like, whatever, right? Like I, I just wanted to kind of test it out. And one thing that was really successful, I think in the beginning, so I, I launched it beta. It was $2,500 for six weeks with me. And I was basically going to teach them exactly how I built my micro firm, how to get their first couple of clients through the micro firm by focusing on enterprise level clients. And then, um, yeah, it was group coaching. I didn't have anything. I was very uh, clear about that. It was a beta program. I, you know, during the sales calls, that's what I said. One thing that I think was uh, that made this very successful was the fact that around that time, I was documenting my move to Costa Rica. And um, let's be honest, people people right now want to have a a, a, a life where that, that they can enjoy, right? Like, you know, there are people in the nine to five um, spectrum that just are like, should I quit my job? Should I start my new business? And there are people that are already quit their, that already quit their jobs or are like on the fence, you know, doing part-time. And they they feel busy, they feel burnt out, and some of us want to like live in um, off grid, and other one other people want to move abroad because things are expensive in the United States right now, all of the things. So I am documenting basically my move, my move to Costa Rica. At that time, actually, I'm documenting what life is now as an entrepreneur and as a person that just 
basically moved to a new country. I, you know, I have a house manager. The house manager, like, makes me natural papaya juices in the morning and, you know, makes my coffee. And I'm, like, documenting these things. And I'm documenting how I'm feeling about it, right? Like, whoa, like, I have a house manager and she makes me these natural juices in the morning and I feel taken care of and oh my gosh like why haven't I done this before and like you know it's it's a newfound understanding of like what it means to truly take care of myself internally like inside out right um you know documenting the rainy afternoons in the tropical forest of Costa Rica and, um, you know, putting Bella in school and buying a car, buying the things, furnishing. So I was documenting all of these things, flying back and forth from the Costa Rica to the United States. And even though I didn't really tell people how much money I was spending on this move, on the furniture, on getting a new car, on hiring, obviously, a house manager, you know, all of the things, people count your pockets. And you know, they were, it was, there was an assumption that, yeah, you know, I was doing well. I mean, for, for you to be able to have a house, a property in the United States, and then have a condo in Costa Rica, have a house manager, of course, like there, the assumptions are there, right? And so, because I was documenting these things, and also I had just, I have a, I have an Instagram account for the Foundry, and it's over 10,000 people in there. But what I decided was, I wanted to, start over. Okay. Um, I wanted to start over my Instagram account because the foundry is supposed to be attracting a different level of client, right? Emily Roman, the Instagram account should be attracting women in marketing. So I decided to start over. So at that point, I had like 200 people, the 200 people that was following me were basically uh, people from that 400 list. And they were looking at my documentation of the change of the transition between Costa Rica, I mean, between the United States and Costa Rica. The next thing that I did was I started actually running ads to a, an ebook called the Client Locator ebook. And this ebook generated leads at $1.34 um, per lead. And what was happening was I, I tested a couple of things. I tested, um, uh, you know, landing page to Facebook group, landing page to Prospect Pathfinder, which was a SLO, right, a, a self-liquidating offer. And then um, just a landing page to just like a thank you nurturing email sequence. And then what I did was, and then like, I don't know how many months, like it was two or three months as I was, as I was testing this, what I, what I noticed was, is that I needed to have kind of like a bucket where like I could nurture people even further. I was hesitant about Facebook groups because I, at that time, Facebook groups, the algorithm was just sketchy. And you know, with Facebook, that's what it is. Like, you know, you have to pay to play and all that stuff. And so I was really like, biased about it so I decided to sign up for Heartbeat and I built a community like a beta community on Heartbeat and I started inviting people to go from the client locator ebook to the Heartbeat community and we started growing that 
I then started actually doing one monthly, uh, one week during the month called Rise Week. And in Rise Week, I would basically expand on the Client Locator ebook and I would do daily coaching for free. And at that time, people started actually, you know, you know, joining, showing up, like, you know, learning from me. And that gave them a sense for how I do coaching, which I, I don't really coach. I consult how I consult uh, my expertise. Like, does she know exactly what she's talking about or not? Right. And it would take around two to three rise weeks, so three months for people to actually convert and they would convert. So in the meantime, I'm already running these cohorts, right? These beta cohorts. And I increased the price to $5,000 and first person, boom, she closed at $5,000 and it was amazing. And the reason why she closed was because she actually had joined my rise week for two times. So two months and she got the client locator and she kind of was like in my ecosystem. Right. And, you know, I was like, one of the things here, and I want to just kind of pause this is that the, one of the biggest cost at this point is actually the time to conversion, right? Like two months is, is a huge, it's a huge gap. It's a huge time frame. at the enterprise on the enterprise level, it's not, but for a $5,000 ticket offer, like it shouldn't be two months. And that's, that was my thought back then. Now I rushed this by starting to run ads and actually hiring a marketing agency. Cause I was like, well, the product is validated. The, we have multiple cohorts going on. We have, I kind of know what the funnel is. Let's actually invest in a webinar. So what I did was I ended up um, hiring Tara Mellerkey. Uh, it's a she's a webinar coach basically, and um, I I paid five figures for for that. It was twelve thousand dollars, and she is amazing. Like her her thing works. <laughs> like she helped me, and and I I think that it wasn't really the webinar structure that I that I needed help with. I needed help with the mindset of like, oh my gosh, like how am I charging five to $10,000 on this where, when I don't even have a program and she kind of like helped me structure the program enough for me to feel like, okay, this is definitely worth this much money, even more and how to collect testimonials and all that stuff. And yeah, like there were some nuances to the webinar funnel that I really liked. And so we integrated that into that. The webinar started working right? We started getting phone calls. Now, I ended up deciding that I wanted to hire a marketing agency. And this is now because I'm pregnant and I'm feeling like crap. There was an episode before this that I kind of just went over the pregnancy stuff. And I, I thought that that was the right decision to make at the time because I still wanted to grow the brand while I was pregnant. And that was a bad decision, by the way, in case you didn't hear <laughs> the last episode, just make sure you go back to that one. Um, and I spent there anywhere from, oh, well, the first agency was $1,500 a month with a $3,000 a month budget. And we did that for three months. So make do your math there. Then the next agency was $3,000 a month and $3,000 budget. Do your math there. We did three months. Now, 
the results that I was getting for that, it's just, it wasn't really panning out. I did one last agency at $5,000, a $3,000 budget, and that started actually doing a lot more. And and I'll go into these strategies that these ad agencies wanted to try um, in later episodes, because I think it's really important that you understand all the different ad techniques that are out there for for this type of business model. So in between all of this and my my pregnancy and me having to deliver the last cohort, I I was going nuts, bro. Like I I couldn't do it. Hormones super out of control and just the money was going down. Remember, I I had a savings account and that's what I was using for this marketing budget and to also sustain my cost of living. At this point, I was already in the United States too. Um, so we had to like refurbish the second floor because uh, the sec- we, we actually have an apartment thing going on with the house. So like there's a like an in-house suite upstairs, which we decided to move into and we had to like refurbish it because the, the people that were living here um, did some things. But anyways, um, so money was going out like all over the place. And I was still trying to figure this out. So here's here is kind of like the bottom line, right? So I've spent well over $30,000 in all of this for in the last like 16, 14 months. Um, tons of lessons learned. Um, but I want you to know this, these amounts, because I you when you when you're tired look i've been i've been in the seat where i'm tired of clients right because clients sometimes can be difficult they have unrealistic expectations maybe you set them up in the wrong like maybe you're the one responsible for setting up those wrong expectations i don't know there's there's a lot of conversations around this with my peers where you know we talk about like the misinformation that happens in marketing today how we are ourselves in in part responsible for setting those wrong expectations with clients but I get it. At the end of the day, burnout happens. You have to, you're, you're wearing all these different hats between delivering for your clients, marketing for your own business, trying to build a sales pipeline, all of the things. Plus you still have life, right? And then you start thinking, man, like if I can just like launch a course or if I can just launch a program, I will have more time for myself. Yeah, you will. But do you have the money because like there's it's not it's there's always going to be an equal exchange of energy right like money is energy money money is energy okay so are you are you do you have the amount of money that will equate to you coming back and actually not having to spend that much time on your business right so if you don't you know, please understand that there is a better way to do all of this. You like in order for you to get to uh, uh, expand your your brand in a better way, you should actually focus on trying to expand your profit margins in your business first before you even get into this whole launching thing. Okay. Now you might ask, oh, Emily, how come I see coaches out there doing their thing? Right? Well, you have to understand that everybody's life circumstance is different. Maybe these people have the ability to make money or have a lower cost of living to be able to be like, you know what? I'm making $3,000 a month. My cost of living is $1,500. I'm gonna put $1,500 a month in, in building a business. 
right? Like that, that might be the case. I don't know. I don't know what the case is with people's lives. Um, but you also have to consider that these coaches may have a different life situation. They may have good credit score. I didn't have a good credit score back then. Okay. So I couldn't even, I couldn't afford to put this on credit. I couldn't afford this at all. Like I couldn't afford it anyway. And so this is the cost of launching. Uh, and you have to understand that it's either you're putting money in or you're putting time in. I didn't have time because I, I, I was pregnant. I had some money. And so I decided to invest it. Did, did it come out with the, like, did the expectations, like, did I meet the expectations on this strategy? I wouldn't say directly a hundred percent, but I, I did, I did break even. Um, but I think the lessons that I learned in terms of delivery and how to logistically move forward with all of this is actually so much more valuable than what I actually, what I expected originally. It's a, it's so much to this, right? There's so much, there's so much more detail, uh, nuances than what, what, you know, what people say coaching is and consulting is and group coaching. So I will be sharing all of these things with you in the coming episodes. I hope you enjoyed this one. And if you guys would like to provide me feedback, uh, feel free to follow me on Instagram. I'll leave that link down below. But more importantly, make sure that you join the Female Marketer Society. Talk to you later.